0: You are now listening to the Motivational Mentors podcast with your hosts,
1: Luke Burrows. Touch on morning routines. I think people have to find something that works for them.
0: And Arsenio, Buck. hey, Arsenio, let's go party! Hey, party! If someone asks me to party right now, Luke, come on! What the hell's a part? A party? What? A party for what?
1: All right, what is up everyone and welcome back to another episode of Motivational Mentors with myself and Arsenio and guys, we have a special guest on the podcast that I'm super looking forward to and we're going to be talking about self-empowerment. So Arsenio, are you on the line? Yes, sir. Uh, Thanks so much again, Luke, for coming
0: on and you know what, so grateful to have all of you guys on here today. This magnificent individual I had on my podcast uh, earlier this year uh, and again, her name is Nasuha. She is out there in Malaysia, entrepreneur, talks a lot about self, uh, self-empowerment, self so many different things. So I just wanted to, you know, give a little bit of an introduction. And Nasuha, I guess you could just introduce yourself in general. Thanks for coming on to our podcast tonight.
2: Thank you, Arsenio. Thank you, Luke, for having me on board. Um, just to give a bit of introduction about me, my name is Nasuha. Um, professionally, I'm an educator by profession and I'm lecturing in universities in Malaysia. At the same time, I run my own branding agency and we use the power of words to position a brand. And I also do a lot of talks on self-empowerment and self-love self also using the power of words.
1: So, so, how, so, yeah, I'm kind of interested about that. So um, what got you started in talking to talk about self-empowerment?
2: Well, it, it was accidental, actually. I met a few ind- women, individuals, who go through a lot of different stories in their life, whether they are going through uh, physical image issues, whether they are divorces, and they, basically they have a lot of insecurities that stop them from moving forward and achieving their, their dreams. And me, I am a single mom, and at the same time, I'm lecturing and I'm running my own business. So a lot of women come up to me and ask, how do I do it? How do I stay really positive? How do I speak and address a certain issues in a positive way? And I always tell them, "It's it starts be- with you, it begins with you. Because a lot of insecurities that we put on is what we put on to ourselves. And the secret is really to change, to flip that mindset by thinking and using the correct words to be positive.
1: Well, yeah, yeah I, I agree, um, definitely. So, um, so, so how does one start to change uh, the words that they're using?
2: Well, it starts with your purpose. Yeah. I think for me, my mm-hmm. biggest purpose of, you know, in whatever I do in this world, it's, I have this deep rooted purpose of um, education. Education is my core. So even when I'm in a business, mm-hmm. When I, I run my companies, I always have a foundation of educating someone, and that was the mindset I started off with. Okay, and it was always to lift someone up and to empower someone. So by digging into your purpose and getting people who are working for me aligned with my company's goal, it was such a like a, it was it was such an empowering thing for the people who who followed me as well because they realized like hey they'll remain loyal to me because they feel empowered through this learning process. And also because of my story, because I'm a single mom, I have two kids and whatever I do is always for them. You know, I had to be strong and that's what gets me going day in, day out.
0: Wow. So Luke, you know, that's very interesting. We just had uh, uh Perry power who talked about storytelling. We just had a guy last week, Ryan who talked about purpose. And so you saying those things, it just all interconnects with one another. And I think that's super interesting. Um, did you, were you a shy person when you were younger? How did you be uh, like, like, I know there were, pro- there was probably at some moment you said, you know what, like kind of like me using reactive language or always being a victim of uh, you being a single parent, you having to take, you know, the role of both parents and, I mean, how did that
2: all yeah, begin? Yeah, So that, that's it's pretty interesting when you ask me that question because I wasn't much of a speaker growing up. I, I did I, I did, <laughs> you neither. know, in schools I, I did perform, you know, public speaking and this sort of thing, but it wasn't it never really occurred to me that I would go out and speak. But when I started lecturing, um I think my speaking voice grew and I love I love uh, educating students and molding their minds, right? And when it and when I went into entrepreneurship, I I think it just opened up such a different world out there for me. Even for me, I learned so much. And when I and then when I recently got back into lecturing to universities, I realized that I really love standing in front of of a crowd and empowering them and and let opening their doors to the different uh, different mindsets different um cultures and that's what language does actually it opens your I, your mind to different ideas Yeah. so um i think it, yeah it, it ties back to the purpose even when i start my classes i tell my students what is your purpose when you come to this class what's your angle it can't be just just achieving an a or just passing the semester it has to be something deeper and even with all these women that I talk to, what is your deepest, what's your biggest purpose on this journey? What is the impact that you want to create in this world? And it's that impact that keeps you going.
1: Definitely. That purpose. Definitely. So, so is that a part of what uh, you, you would say you do as well, is, is help people to, um, if it's in business or, you know, just in general, to help find that purpose?
2: Yes, correct. So the word that you come up with is the word that anchors to that purpose, All right? right? Yeah. So I was talking with this girl, and she is a psor- psoriasis patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh-huh. her, and she's a young girl. And when she started having psoriasis, it got really bad, and it's, it covers her face. And when it goes yeah. on to that part of your, your body, you can't hide anymore, So she got really depressed and she got really depressed and she hit herself and she didn't want to go out. She didn't meet any friends and it was, it was really crippling her. So she, um, so when I was meeting her, she, she decided to put a stop to it and she came up with a pro with her, with her program where, uh, I think it's called the naked project and the naked project is just to be bare and be authentic with whatever you do and normalizing situations like
0: this. Wow. So that was a massive hardship that, that individual. And did you, I mean, what was the, what was the big step? Like for people who have that type of insecurity, whether it's like, you know, self-image or maybe it's a personality flaw, which they would consider it to be, but maybe it's just something that they could just toggle a little bit. How do you get one to actually overcome yeah. such insecurities like that?
2: So again it to me it ties down to this this deep purpose of you creating an impact. So for her, she wanted to open the doors for people in self-image situations like her to just be brave. Yeah, you know, that's it. to surface and it's okay to talk about it. And that was her purpose. And once she realized that by fulfilling that purpose, she became braver to speaking out. And it, it just makes a lot of sense for her. And now she's out there, she's giving talks, and she's empowering her community. And I think that's really, really good.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: It is. You know, that's amazing. Like, in terms of personal development, Luke, I didn't think I would be, you know, this personal development coach, you know, doing so many things. But when everything started happening out here in Thailand and I was completely broken psychologically, I asked myself, I said – Maybe it's not just me who's going through this. Maybe there are people all around the planet that are subjugated to that type of, you know, it could, you know, those types of things. Whether it's like gender, ageism, racism, thisism, colorism, all isms, you know. Yes. And exactly. It's it just, it's just amazing. What, yeah, but like when you are dealing it with it yourself, you say to yourself, "You know what? I'm gonna overcome this." You know, when I overcome this, I'm going to teach other people how to overcome this. I think that's remarkable. Yes,
2: and there's there's always this mindset, and all of us we face we face this every day, right? Because sometimes we have really tough days, we have really hard days, we have really long hours, and with me, my struggle is always juggling, juggling with the kids, juggling with the business, and basically juggling with family, and that's what we, we women do. We're, we're really the core fabric of the society. Everyone needs us. <laughs> we tie. We're, we're like yeah. a mom to someone, a wife to someone. <laughs> we're a colleague, we're <killing laughs> with a friend. Yeah, everyone demands our attention. Absolutely. And that's what women yeah. are. We're, we're our hearts, our strength. So we give a lot of ourselves to people.
1: Yeah. Six.
2: And I think that's a lot of the issues that happen in Malaysia and I don't know, maybe Asia in general. People demand that time of us. And because that's our strength, we, we keep on giving. And sometimes there are certain days that we just break down. And it's only when we break down that people start to notice us and, hey, you're out of character. You shouldn't do this. And that's, and that's the point where I tell women, it's okay. It's okay to have tough days. It's okay to break down. And... You know, is to have this positive mindset that you always go through. For example, in your mind, you know, you say, oh, I have to pick up the kids today. I have to go to the grocery shop and run these errands. I have to go to this meeting. Now, what if you change that mindset with a single word? Instead, Mm -hmm. I have to say, I get to go to class and teach this student. I get to go to the grocery shop and buy groceries it more empowering when you see that.
0: Absolutely, I love that.
2: When when it comes down to and
0: so, just to touch up, I boy, I love that so much because that reminds me so much of like the movie The Secret, which we and Luke, you know, Luke and I, we've talked on this podcast uh, about just a little bit uh, briefly. But where was my thought? I was just going to say, it's gone something. again. It's- What's going on <laughs> today? It's gone. It's gone again. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is. That time, but you know what? No, here we go. So you, you made a point about, you know, in Asia, in Malaysia, you know, there being cultural codes, social beliefs and different things. And, you know, you were just talking right before we hit that record button uh, that, y- you know, you know, women, it's, you know, it could be pretty difficult out there in Malaysia and whatnot, just like you know, me having my back against the wall or, you know, having my back against the wall out there in America, which I really didn't see much until I actually got to Asia <laughs> and I realized, oh, damn, I thought America <laughs> had its own problems. Whoo, it's my choice here, you know? So what, what, do you think do you consider that to be an unbelievable advantage? I mean, a lot of people would, you know, that's the empowerment, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um... I think a lot of women in Malaysia, we progress really fast. And sometimes it's the cultural, um, how do I say, cultural responsibility that people put on women and they expect them to perform in certain Mm -hmm. ways. right? For example, if you're a wife here, you're expected to have kids. You have have to. If you don't have kids, there's something wrong with you and if you don't if you already have one kid you should have another one and if you have another one you should now you should you should be able to run a successful business and also juggle family and also do your phd and it's super unrealistic like you know and it put all this pressure on on a, a woman and I've, and I've seen that happen i've seen that happen to my closest friends and I get so angry. Like why do why do they force you to, to do this? And, and, and yeah. And then I have friends um I have um who come up to me and they hold high ranking positions in in the industry and they go for all these events and then the day when their husband comes back they don't they drop everything and they're just there for their husbands. <laughs>
1: Yep, yeah, and, oh. and so and so I'm kind of, you know, I want to dive into this a bit more. Um how do you think so for me, like the whole kind of like society would like they'd have to change their mindset, but how would you think that you start the process of changing that? Because as you say that's uh that, that's very challenging and very um unrealistic. So like how do you help women to, you know, manage all of that and in a bigger sense um how do you think like the whole society would have to change if that makes sense
2: um it's not gonna mm. change overnight and basically we can't change anyone's perception the only thing that we can change is ourselves Never. towards them right so whenever i meet this woman women it's, it's really their, their choice whether they want to do it or not and i tell them look you're unhappy being in this situation it's either you change it, okay, or you suck it up.
1: <laughs> basically. You know, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: basically. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and it, it's a lot of education, but the most important thing is they must know that I am one person who they can always come and talk to regarding this. And sort of like, you know, process these thoughts into their mind. Uh, it's it's gonna take a lot of education. It's, and also for the men, because <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying. Because women are progressing, but the men are like stopping their progress. So I guess men has to have to take a step towards
1: yeah, and and, and so do you think that's so that's the hot, one of the hot, hot, most challenging things that you know that we have that you know out there. You have to educate men because I think. You know, you as a woman, you may be able to relate to, to women more, and kind of, you know, just be able to talk th- talk through that with them. But with with you know um, men, do you think that's kind of like the biggest challenge in that is, is is helping them to shift their mindset?
2: Yes, I think that would be a challenge <laughs> because women are women. realize their their potential and what they want to do. So, I guess men also have to be educated about letting you know, letting their ego down and sort of look at women here as their equals and support them, being really supportive partners.
0: Yeah, yeah I've, seen it while I've, you know, I've seen it while I'm out there. I've been to Malaysia, what, five, six times, you know? And I absolutely love it like no other, but I do see the way, man, I do see the way... You know how men you, you know don't really treat women out there you know and of course I'm not particularly fond of it and I just I'm just head scratching that point but boy oh boy to overcome such it's boy to overcome that that is difficult I'm guessing what like you know of course parts of uh, what is it Indonesia with the religions they have and whatnot, and you know the pain still happening out there middle east CNC, you know there's so many different codes out there and it's very difficult for a woman to fulfill the needs of, you know, this society in general. So, man, I think it's remarkable what, you know, how you're, able to, how you're able to do all of that. And then you say, you know what, I'm going to empower, I'm going to educate, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And you have kids and, well, you're
2: wonderful. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs>
0: because you have a business too and that's of course the next big step because what what made you want to go into entrepreneurship what was the most difficult thing that you you know you you know peaches and pen of course uh and now you've given talks at you know you know in singapore and just doing so many different collaborations wow you know what what made what was the most difficult part in terms of jumping over that hurdle because maybe that mental hurdle in terms of society, cultural codes, all that stuff. And then you taking another big jump into entrepreneurship. I wonder what men think of, you know, entrepreneurial mindset, you know, types of women out there. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, in, in Malaysia, a lot of women are very entrepreneurial. We're very independent. Good, good. Okay. Um, and... um. What we, if you notice, I think some states in Malaysia, this the state is run by women. <laughs> oh, is that? Is right? run by women as in, uh, economically, they're the ones probably doing better. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just that, and it's so, okay. yeah. yes, oh, yeah. I, um, I think, and women actually run you know, some of the household, but we're very subtle about it as in where we really give face to the men to leap. Mm -hmm.
0: To to take that leap. Yeah, to take that leap. Okay. So you took that leap into entrepreneurship and you said you're a single mother. Yes. Of course, I don't want to go into that, but (laughs) you took that, you know, you took that leap into entrepreneurship. What made you take that leap and how difficult was that leap?
2: Um, um. It started off with a family business, actually. So I'm the eldest in the family, and I decided to start off quit lecturing and working on the family business. And I really enjoyed the challenge. I think I, I love development, and I, and I love learning. So I learned a lot the process of running a business, I failed many, many times.
1: <laughs> it All was right. a challenge.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a challenge, but I've made a lot of good contacts around the way. You know, I've learned many, many skills. And I think my um, it sort of narrowed down to my purpose now and what I want to do with the skills that I've, I've gathered and I've learned. Yeah, so I really enjoy doing it. I, leave, I enjoy entrepreneurship entrepreneurship and i enjoy education educa- education so these are the two core purpose of what i want to do awesome. and like combine them together That's
1: awesome. <laughs> so um so like looking in, into the future um kind of what plans do you have for continuing with, with, with what, what you're doing and kind of i'm interested to talk more about uh like the impact that you want to make
2: Um, earlier this year, I sort of put down on my notebook that I want to be a game changer in education. Ooh. So that's, that's my goal, to change the way education is being taught and learned.
0: So how is it being taught and learned out there in Malaysia?
2: Um. Well, we're very traditional in a sense where... <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of the curriculum here is very, still very much uh, geared towards the industrial age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So That's, not, that's the world, <laughs> isn't it, Luke? I think that's the world.
1: <laughs> uh, no comment. Oh, <laughs> Continue.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's like the early 1900s, Titanic. You know? Yeah, oh, but so. Yeah,
2: keep on, I'm sorry. Times are changing, and um, also by having kids, I I realize even having two kids, you just can see like there there's stark differences, and me teaching class, you know I've I've got a class of twenty five to thirty three students in a class, and there's so many different levels, and uh basically however we're doing now, it doesn't work.
0: Oh I know I know. (laughs) So so wait you have kids though Nasuha so. For all the parents who are probably going to listen to this, like, what are you supposed to tell your kids in terms of education? If they say, mommy, my teacher said I should go to college. What do you think? You're going to be like, well, that's a bunch of... <laughs> oh,
2: I'm, God, I'm not. I I'm, what to do. I'm playing to homeschool my kids, so I don't know about them seeing any teachers.
0: <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave. So she's going to homeschool, yeah, Luke. Wow. Oh, man.
1: And so, uh, sorry. Okay, so what, um, And so sorry, go um, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. what made you come to that decision? Was it because of how the education system is?
2: Yes. One, because of how education system is. Secondly, me being an entrepreneur, I see what the world needs and what is needed in the future, the skills that you're going to pick up from schools that you're not going to need in the future. Why waste time studying it? Mm. so i see the potential of your child see where they're they are good at and what their interests are and really support them in whatever they want to do because that is going to pay off so much better
0: that's it that's just like international schools here in thailand they focus on the core genius of an individual what skills do you think are going to be very very important if you could choose three skills right now like i do believe speaking and speaking with impeccability and, of course, confidence. If you don't have these within a 10 to 15-year period or at least try developing them somehow, you're going to be in big trouble because Definitely. I think we're all going to be brands. So what do you think?
2: I agree because speaking is the only skill that cannot replace AI. Persuasive uh, yeah. skills.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is <a> correct.
2: <laughs> yes. Rhetoric speech. So for me, it will be speaking skills. Second creativity, third critical thinking.
1: Wow. Okay. So, um, just yes, yeah, so just like a quick kind of, I don't know five minutes on each one. What would be your top tips for developing each skill?
2: Um, sorry, uh, what your, would be your the top
1: tips? So, top. so for like um, the first the first skill you said, and you know what what what. Yeah, speaking. speaking what would be you know your top um, tips that you would give someone to help them to develop okay. that skill
2: okay so for me um, from young for my for, for, for my kids I've always taught them to speak up and sort of um, get them to basically I push them to any picking chances that they get. They they go on and shoot commercials, advertisements. And I think I would get parents to send them up for speech and drama class and basically be confident. Yeah. For creativity, I would urge parents to send them to art, music, because you can't replace creativity. You can always replace tech. Tech is going to be smarter than you yeah <laughs> it's definitely but creative creativity is unique
0: Absolutely.
2: it's unique so see what interests them is it photography what was the creative what's the creative interest of your your child and it's, it's those skills that that can't change from one person to another yeah so critical thinking skills i feel Entrepreneurial skills has to be developed in your child since they're young. Wow. And I, I do that with my kids. I bring them to all my, you know, sometimes if they're with me, I bring them to my meetings. And I I don't sit down and teach them. Uh. Yes, they learn from yeah, observation. So, so being
1: in the environment.
2: Yes, exactly. Being in the environment. So they pick up really well. And and sometimes I'm just blown away by my kids. Like the other day, my son was, I was telling him he wanted to buy something. And I'm like, no, we we got to save money. And he asked me, how do I get more paper money? Because he's keeping coins. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I guess we have to sell something. So I just bought him this yogurt. I, what, was, what did I buy him? Uh, some, I think a yogurt drink or something. And then he's like, mommy, you know what we should do? Let's just buy this yogurt drink and put it in our fridge. And then we bring the fridge. We bring it down <laughs> by the road and we can sell it. But if we want to go to this bazaar mm-hmm. and sell it, we'll have to borrow a van. So maybe we'll borrow a van from his grandfather because grandfather has a van. But in the meantime, you got to give me some money to start. And he's, <laughs> he's five-year-old, okay? He's a five-year-old boy. And he just said, I was blown away.
0: <laughs> that's what I love that reminds me a lot of Gary Vee, huh I mean just you know selling lemonade and you know selling baseball cards or do that it, it, so you can actually by putting them in an environment like that to learn not to study to studying information is ridiculous I'm talking about learning you know to put him in an environment like that that's all you have to do is just like you know Taking someone from Korea at the age of one to Japan at the age of two to, you know, UAE at the age of three. They're going to learn all three languages because what? They're in their environment, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly. Even now we're, me and my kids, I told my kids, look, we got to learn Mandarin because it's good for us. Yeah. <laughs> and we're learning Mandarin on, on our own <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> you know? Dude, that is so awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> You sound like me, like when I when I end up having kids, I'll be like, "Hey, listen, hey, so like the Chinese, the technology is insane right now. They have like manless stores. <laughs> listen, we're gonna have to be a step ahead. We gotta start learning Mandarin." That
2: yeah, really exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. I'm like, we gotta jump. We can't miss this boat.
0: <laughs> Whether we like it or not, we can. Hey, we need to just jump in. You know, I mean, the food might be a little bit different, but you better get in that boat and sail. It's are gonna be sinking in the sea.
2: Yeah, and honestly, that's, the oppor- opportunities to learn is everywhere. I got this boy that uh, we went to because there's this basketball court in my neighborhood. So we just go there and all the Chinese kids are, are playing basketball there because here, majority of people who play basketball are Chinese. <coughs> so I, I go with my kids and I, I made friends with one of these boys. I'm like, hey, whenever we come down, can you just speak to us in Mandarin? He's like, sure. <laughs>
0: Dude, you see that? Look, that's brilliant. And the thing, the beautiful thing about Malaysia is you got the Bahasa, you have Mandarin, and you have English. Is there anything else I'm missing? Now, there are Arabic schools out there apparently too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Many, many. My kids, uh, they learn Arabic in school. Um, there's Tamil. There's so many. It's a, it's a multiple of cultures. We've got your Sabahan. You've got your your Sarawakians from the Borneo. So we've got so many different languages that you can learn from.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Wow,
2: well. <laughs> you guys have got to come down to Malaysia.
0: Yeah, <laughs> th- I'm literally I'm right next door. Luke hasn't been uh to this side of the planet yet. Uh, he went to Ireland though. Was it Belfast or is that is that another Ooh. is that Northern Ireland?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that. uh, so yeah, so I, um, Belfast. Yeah, Yeah, so that's uh, Northern Ireland. So I went to, to yeah, oh, so right I went to Dublin. Island. But yeah, I think um, you know, I don't want to like jump ship to to travel in kind of on that topic, but I think, you know, seeing more of the world is definitely on on the goals list and it'd be awesome to come out to, to Asia and, you know, meet up with Arsenio and everyone. So um, yeah, yeah. That, that would be awesome um, for sure. Definitely.
0: It, it, there was one last thing I wanted to, t- uh, to ask uh, Nasuha about like self-confidence. You know what, man? You know what? I'm gonna give you guys a story. Okay. okay. I and love then, our senior story. This probably ended. I, I love them. <laughs>
1: I'm just gonna sit back and relax. My
0: story. Get your popcorn. Okay. You got about three minutes. Uh No, but you know what? I just remember being freshman year of high school. If I could close my eyes and just visualize this entire process, I remember. Now, of course, me coming from a predominantly African-American, Mexican-American, and probably just a little bit of an Anglo community out there in North Las Vegas, when I went into high school, it was ridiculously diverse, right? So you you had your Thai-Americans, you had Filipino-Americans, you had every American you could think of there. So this was the first time I was introduced to a completely different array of cultures, and there were women I saw that I were like, oh my god, she's so beautiful, but you know what? I was ridiculously shy. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was so shy that when a girl looked at me, I would just turn to my friend and say, Oh my god, she looked at me. She looked at does she like me? Does she You know what I mean? I was a baby. Uh, don't judge me. But you know what? I think in all of that, there was one guy, and he might even listen to this podcast. If he doesn't, I'll tag him. My guy by the name of Carlos Martinez. This guy, Carlos, now I went to middle school with him, but I ended up, of course, being, uh, what is it, going into high school with him too in marching band. And he got very funny very quickly. And I would hang around with him, especially 2003 to 2004 into sophomore year of high school. And then I ended up becoming funny too, being around him. And in that, I ended up developing that that confidence that was probably lying dormant within me. But before that, I wasn't hanging around funny people. So how can one, especially in Asia or in general develop that self confidence because again we can you know point to failures or this and that but do you really think that social influence makes all the difference in the world?
2: Yeah. Um is this a question for me? Uh, yeah, 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 go <laughs> ahead. Yeah, yeah. The, like like out there in
0: Malaysia, you know what I mean? Like uh a lot of people are shy out there too, right? No. Yeah, yeah well, it's
2: yeah, true, it's true. Right. People are, are afraid to speak up because one uh, if they're not really good with language English, they tend not to speak up more.
0: Okay. Okay. So what? about okay. Like Bahasa in general, like.
2: Ba- oh, Bahasa. A more- if we're um, um such a big community, and um, I think the thing with Malaysia here, they tend to push each other up to speak, and I think it's getting more and more um. I think people are getting more and more confident because of social media. They tend to express themselves more mm-hmm. in word form through Facebook or Instagram. Okay. Right? Okay. But I mean, I mean this is this is another point. If sometimes when they see someone face to face they might get a little shy, but they're they're fantastic behind behind the screen. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: So wait yeah. What about with your with your students
0: in general, like uh, were they very shy in the beginning and now they're like, yeah, what's up, teacher? Or, you, you know, kind of like my students. And man, when they're around me for so long, they become me and it gets scary because I say, yeah, yeah, I yeah. have another me out here.
2: <laughs> I, I think it's the same because whenever I come to class, I disrupt the class with uh, with laughter and humor. And I just, you know, sometimes I'm a bit, a bit sarcastic when, and I basically I'm, I'm, very real. I'm very real with my students. I lay it out bare. I tell it what it is, what it is, and I make myself really approachable. And they have fun. They have fun in my class. Okay. And uh, it's funny that you say that because humor is a skill that I developed myself as well. Ah, you developed. It yourself. I think How what
0: did
2: you do That the, I think I learned to laugh at myself more. <laughs> I
0: like that. I like that. Just fall purposely. Just fall down and just laugh at yourself. No, not like that.
2: <laughs> well, not like that, but but yeah, saying that, yeah, you know, sometimes when I, I would do something that is embarrassing or whatever, I just, you know, mm. I own it up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even with my kids, with the students, I just say it as it is. If they, they do something wrong, I sort of make a joke out of it. So it becomes lighter. It lightens the mood. And, you know, they said, hey, it's okay. That, that, I'm not going to be angry at it. You know, I just shift it to a different way. So they, look, they get really cool with it. Mm, okay. Yep, that, that's my thing. I th- and I also go to a lot of, I have a lot of friends who are stand-up comedians. Wow, is that right? Yeah, I, um, I love the art and culture. The art scene here in Malaysia, I love. So I go to, I have a lot of friends who are musicians here who are stand-up comedians who are artists <laughs> I work I work with a lot of fashion designers so exactly. because of because of my business that I do so I, I have this strong connection with this industry and I I love the art scene
0: and with all of those industries fashion designer comedians artists you have to be an effective communicator
2: Yes exactly
0: and then that's how it ended up blended in there it is so, again, again, you, you know, Luke, you hear what Gary Vee says, you know, five of your closest friends. Of course, Will Smith said this like 10, 15 years ago. I mean, this is – it's basically whoever is in your circle, that is who you become. Now, the thing is you can do it in the virtual world too. So I could say yep. – I could very well say, you know, this comedian's my friend because I watch one hour worth of his YouTube videos per day and this and that, and you end up becoming that person. Napoleon Hill wrote this in a book 100 years Definitely. ago so i think that's so fascinating
1: it is it is and um yeah i think you know our, our environment kind of just listening to to to, to the story that you said as well um and even over the, like the past month to me it's becoming even more apparent that our environment definitely shapes us um so yeah it's very important and you know that we do all our circle like we've spoke about before um so yeah Yep. All right. Okay. okay. Well, um All right. I think that's just about Does it we don't want to keep you for for too much longer. Um thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah. Um hopefully uh you know there's been a lot of value in today's uh, in today's podcast and I'm sure our viewers have got a lot from it, you know, and it's um empowered a lot of women women uh, kind of talk women out there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the biggest thing. And especially Nasuha, again, uh, it's pretty remarkable. Again, okay, man, that said that three times already. It is amazing that uh, you know, you being a single parent, you juggling a business on top of this, so you going to Singapore, doing this and doing that, and being an educator, this these are the real role models of the society today. And I just love what you're doing out there. I do promise you that I will be going to Malaysia very soon. And when I do we will be up, I do promise that. I do promise
2: that. Yes. (laughs) No, thank you for having me. I I hope whatever I've said today is able to give value and, you know, help empower someone.
1: Definitely. Well, I think that that we have covered a lot of, a lot of uh, good topics in that. So um, I appreciate you uh, jumping on with us. And uh, if you're up for it, maybe, you know, Towards the end of this year, beginning of next year, we can bring you back on and him and hear more about your branding uh, business and kind of talk talk more about yeah. more about branding and how um, you know if there's people who want to start a business how they can go about doing that and then branding themselves correctly and so on and so forth. So I think that would be an awesome topic as well. Um, yeah, definitely.
0: Sure, awesome. Okay,
1: guys. Well, uh, thank you, well both of you for for joining me. Alcindio it's a pleasure as ever. And um,
0: as always, yeah.
1: Do do you have any final thoughts?
0: No, I think that uh, I think, yeah, for the most part, in terms of self empowerment, your words do mean everything. You know, we have the power to, you know, if we could we could say something that can affect someone negatively or positively at any given time. And so, I mean, you could even make someone have a good day or a bad day just by what you say to them. You could give a smile. There's so much empowerment in just what we do and especially what we say. So brilliant. I just love the fact that we actually covered uh, that specific uh, topic today.
2: Yeah. Um. Can I just add one more point? I think it's most important whenever you start your day, always start with really positive mm-hmm. thoughts. You know, when you wake up and you just tell yourself – what are the things that you can do and how how is it going to empower you and that's it start your day with definitely positivity. definitely
1: actually i'm I, I just finished reading this book and it, it says that in there you know that don't check social means social media or anything within like the first few hours because you know if you do that and kind of watch the news or anything then you know that it's actually it's actually finished. so um yeah definitely 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 go along with that so um again thank you guys for joining me um guys the next episode of motivational mentors will be available soon if you uh, if you are well, if you, if you have been following my and Arsenio's journey on the podcast um, and've got value from it please leave a review share it with anyone who you think will find value in it and especially for today's episode you know if you know anyone who will find value in today's episode share it with them and me and Arsenio we will be back Um, next week for the next episode
0: did you find this episode helpful if you did please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe new episodes of the motivational mentors podcast are available every tuesday
2: and friday